0: Welcome, welcome back to Active Minds Podcast, where we seek to learn and explore perspectives for people that are basically paving their own lanes. Then, after that, we have a little fun. We start to explore and brainstorm with them to see how their experiences and perspectives can basically leave clues, nuggets, if if anything, on how we can explore that and, of course, move smarter together. Today, of course, we are joined again by Dani. Uh, Some people were a little worried about where you were last time. She's still here. She's here to stay. I'm L.C. Sarfati, and of course today uh, we are joined by. I'm going to use the, the actual moniker you use, Lambo Raul, <laughs> which is badass. On social um, we're going to focus today, uh, and, and, and another big reason why you're is basically we're going to talk a little bit about greed specifically, and then we're going to kind of explore things through the lens of risk management. Uh, obviously, something that you focus on a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, I've been told that you know you, while you do focus uh, a lot on forex. <clears throat> it's not just your area specialty you're looking at a grander picture of money management really more than anything yeah so thanks for coming and dropping by um, it's funny because we were we were running on Miami time so it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect so but yeah man dude welcome welcome to the podcast um, so let, let's just hit the ground running man what's your take on greed
1: <sighs> well first I want to say thank you for having me on All I appreciate right. it I mean I feel like when it comes to greed, it's such like a, a broad topic because like there's greed in like all different aspects of life, not just like when it comes down into trading. You know, you could be greedy with anything. You could be greedy with food. You could be greedy with friends. Whatever the case might be is. Mm-hmm. I mean, well,
2: what does the word greed mean to you?
1: Ultimately, like when I think about greed, I think about money. Obviously, okay. Um, especially in my field, in my industry, greed is just a normal emotion that you're going to go through on a a day to day basis when you trade. And even when you're just looking at the market, and you don't trade like there'll be days where I may have closed the trade early and I left a lot of money on the table. And that's that greed wanting to come to me. Although I had already made money in the markets, I have no uh, I had no longer have risk in the market, the greed is still affecting me. It's like, damn, you know, if I would have held for this much more time, I could have potentially made this much more, you know, so when it comes to greed, it's something that like I constantly battle on a day to day basis because i mean not just greed you also have fear and different other different emotions that i go through when you go through trading normal human emotions Mm -hmm. you know but when it comes to greed in specific it could be a pro and then it it can also be a con at the same time um but the way i see greed is it's something that like i'm just going to constantly battle especially like as a day trader right i'm going to be facing greed every day and finding different ways to like try and minimize my greed as much as i possibly can and ultimately make the most logical decisions in the markets Mm. and that typically comes with like different levels when you actually come to trading. So if you're somebody who's usually trading maybe like six figures worth of capital and you all of a sudden are now trading seven figures worth of capital, like you're gonna have different psychological barriers. And then, you know, when you start seeing the European L fluctuation go from a few thousand dollars to a few $10,000, it's like a new level of greed that you're gonna have mm-hmm. to deal with, which That's is something true. that I've dealt with in the last like few weeks, you know? So it's a constant battle when it comes to greed, honestly. Um, you said in the last few weeks, yeah. what changed? honestly <clears throat> so like i was mentally preparing myself uh for the arrival of my daughter and i'm like i gotta take Dad. my life congrats thank you i gotta take my life and my trading to the next level right because um, again like i want to provide the best life i possibly can for her so this year trading like i really didn't trade too much like quarter one quarter two really um didn't actively trade like i normally did now when it came to like august because she was doing september i'm like all right it's time for me to like get my head back into the game and ultimately level up right typically i was dealing with um roughly like six figures worth of capital in a trading account and i decided to just kind of go for it and deposit seven figures into a trading account i did that and me pushing myself to that next level you know my biggest trading day like monetary wise has always been maybe roughly like seventy thousand eighty thousand dollars but then when I made that step and i took that risk I went from having pretty pretty normal sized trading days it you know it's normal to me to now making like a hundred hundred seventy hundred fifty k like every winning trade and i say every winning trade because obviously i don't win every single of day course. but that was like that level up but with that level up you know me seeing normally maybe like Few thousand dollars in PL fluctuation, like 25, 30, 000 in PL fluctuation, to now seeing like 70 grand, 80 grand, hundred fifty thousand dollars plus of PL fluctuation on a day to day basis. You know, it's kind of like when I see the market going in my favor and I see like 100 grand, 120, 130, 140, 150, right? It's like I want more and more, and that's where that greed comes in, <laughs> right? And <clears throat> there's times where it works out in my favor right because I turned a potential $100,000 profit into a $170,000 profit but there's also times where it doesn't work out in my favor where I had turned in a $100,000 profit into only a $30,000 profit so you know it's like the pros and cons and really ultimately it's like finding that balance in between like not being too greedy but then at the same time like not being too stingy in the markets you know it's and how
2: do you do that how do you manage that
1: it's difficult because really, like, I look everything from, like, a technical aspect and I really try and map out my trades before I even place the trades. I like to always plan on my trades and then execute on my plan, um, and this is in the pre-market hours. But it's difficult, like, um, when you first see, like, new P L swings, like, if you're used to only seeing, like, a few hundred dollars in P&L swings, and then now you're starting to see, like, a few thousand dollars in p swings, ultimately, like, your emotional control isn't going to be as controllable as before because you're used to the few hundred dollars, not mm-hmm. used to the few thousand dollars in P&L swings. So when I first started seeing these pretty big trading days, like at first it was a little bit easier, but then it came down to like, this is what I expect. I'm expecting to have another $100,000 day, right? And that's again, the greed inside of me being like, yeah, you know, if it's not 100K a hundred K day, like I don't want it. But then I could tell you like, you know, making also $50,000 in a day still a lot of money. Yeah, it's still money. You know what I mean? So, but again, like I was used to making like 100 grand here, 100 grand there, 100 grand there, you know? So it's like difficult to not want to make 100 grand again, especially like when it comes, I don't want to say so easily, right? Because ultimately I've literally dedicated the last six years of my life to trading every single day and I've sacrificed like so much, right? But it's all that hard work that led me to this point where the decision making and the planning and the executing on the trade is almost like effortless, you know, it, it, it's like I don't really have to think about it too much because I already am going in the mar- into the markets knowing what I'm going to look out for. I'm just simply adding size to my position, you know, and then the money comes because you can have a trader that catches literally the same exact trade that I do from entry price to exit price and they can make $10 while wow, I made hundred grand you know. It, it ultimately depends on their capital and their skill level because... Even if the trader's only been trading for two years and you just give them a million dollars, it doesn't mean that they're gonna be able to sustain that a million dollars and even make a return like I could possibly make a return. That's mm-hmm. where the experience comes in and you have to be able to control yourself when you do see these fluctuations in p and Because even when you first enter like a trade um, with heavy position sizing, like you're automatically gonna be in drawdown or in, 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 in unrealized loss simply because of commissions and spreads. Right, so you're automatically going to be down a few thousand dollars, and a person that isn't used to seeing that's going to be like, "Yo, what the fuck?" and they're probably going to close the trade and take a loss for no reason. For the people that are watching this that um, are not familiar with this terminology, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, let's go over the first one, the P and L. I mean, let's pretend that they're five years old for a second, Uh, like me. It's just profit to
2: me. I have (laughs) no profit and loss.
0: Profit and loss. Yeah, Um, profit and loss. You also talked about spread. By the way, I'm I'm familiar, but it's for the sake of the viewer here. Uh, on the spread. Yes, yeah, so spread. How are you deciding the spread?
1: Well, I don't. Calculating, de- sorry. I, I, I don't decide the spread. Um, I mean, we have indicators mm-hmm. on our trading platform that shows us what the spread is, and the spread is just simply the difference between the bid and the ask price. Yes. So, and that's how the brokers make their money. So yes. if I wanna buy gold at 1701, the broker's not gonna execute me at 1701, they were gonna wanna make money. They'll execute me at 1703, 1704, depending on the spreads of the brokerage. Yes. Awesome.
0: Um, it, that's why I ask is like.
1: Yeah. Anyone watching me, like, huh? What are
0: some
2: <laughs> What are some common misconceptions about what what you do
1: uh, about trading? trading? Definitely one that it's it may be seen as like a get rich quick scheme, and I mean I could see why people may think that maybe to like the I don't want to say the uneducated eye, but the person that just isn't in the trading world may see it as a get rich quick scheme because if you just follow my Instagram page, yeah. right? What's wrong
2: with getting rich quick? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like on a day to day basis, you know. I can even post days where I've turned like 20,000 into upwards of like 100 grand plus and, and span of a few days, right? And anybody can be like, oh yeah, you know, I could do that too. Well, theoretically, yes, they can do that too. It's definitely not as easy as it seems, especially like you just coming into the market, yeah. the probability of you losing.
2: But can't you get, yeah, you can just lose capital. it all in one second, right? Oh yeah. Have you ever had uh, that yeah. happen to you? In
1: the beginning, especially like, yeah. I've lost so much money learning how to trade That I feel like it's really built that thick skin that you need in trading because it it, it becomes easier to deal with the losses after you've taken like so many losses. You know what I mean? Tell us about
2: your first one.
1: My very first. I remember my very first big loss. loss. My very first big loss. I was trading crypto. Right. I had deposited. This was like earlier on in my trading. Right. I had deposited $20,000 into a trading account and I was trading XRP. Right. I was actually shorting the market and I didn't really calculate the position sizing because a problem with trading is that although the trader may identify what the potential risk could actually be, you can't genuinely accept that there's still probability that you could lose that trade. Right. So what happens is, although I know that it's like, hey, you know, maybe I'll lose like a few thousand dollars on this trade. Right. That's not something that I genuinely accepted, which is a problem. Right, I'm not genuinely accepting the risk and subconsciously I'm thinking that I'm gonna win this trade regardless, you know? Yeah. So that's what happened and I entered a position size and yes, price was going in my favor. I was up a few grand, like 20,000 was maybe at like a $25,000 unrealized gain, right? Um, and then I kept adding more and more and more and some news event hit, oh, shit. some news event hit, right? And I was at maybe like 30 grand equity. So I was up $10,000, 50% on the account, which in a day, that's a lot, right? And some news event hit, and it went in the complete opposite way in the matter of seconds. And my 20 grand in a single trade turned into literally zero. It turned into like a few cents. And that was like my first, like biggest loss. And like you go through so many different emotions because 20 grand back then to me was a lot, you know? And you go through so many different emotions. You know, I was mad. I was sad. I was depressed. And ultimately like
2: back up how do you how do you turn it around
1: well one thing in the beginning you know like I would obviously see a lot of people online and they have success in trading and one thing I always told myself was like the only traders that fail are the ones that quit Mm -hmm. right and I always had like that five-year goal in mind it's like okay well if I continue and I don't give this up so easily where could I possibly be in the next five years and those were kind of like the two things that kept like pushing me forward It's like, okay you know I want to live the life that I want on my own terms, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ultimately be my own boss, decide when I want to work, decide um, when I want to take vacations, yada yada. You know the mm-hmm. whole the whole like entrepreneur like huroff. That's how you want to call <laughs> yeah. it, you know, right? And that's ultimately what kept pushing me forward. I never really had the thought of like quitting in mind, you know. I did have the thought of like mm, maybe like this isn't for me or like yeah. you know, but quitting was like how for did me, you raise the capital option. again? So my dad, he is a dentist, and he's also a businessman as well. Um, He helped me out in the beginning a little bit. You know, he gave me a few hundred dollars to trade with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then ultimately, he's like, if you want to keep funding this trading hobby, you're going to have to work with me. And so what I started doing was selling products for him at his clinic. And I was just kind of, like, helping him overall in the office, and I got paid, like, a salary. So so if you're
2: watching this... Your side hustle can support your hustle hustle. So, of course. There's nothing wrong with having a side hustle. So,
1: of yeah, course. Continue. Yeah. I mean, regardless, like, you're going to need some form of income to even invest into mm-hmm. trading. So, you know, a lot of people have probably the misconception, like, oh, I could probably go, you know, from complete flat broke to like a millionaire trading. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, you could start with a small deposit and ultimately turn it into a lot of money, but you need the money to deposit to begin with, you know? So, <coughs> let's do
2: a hypothetical situation.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's say I have you know, very, I'm just saying to the, like, you know, somebody <coughs> maybe has like 500 bucks. Okay. What would you tell them to do with that?
1: So first things first, invest in your knowledge. Invest into your education, into the trading space. Okay. You know what I mean? More importantly, I would say get a mentor because it'll shorten your learning curve more than anything. You know, if it'll take somebody, let's just say six years to learn how to trade, with a mentor it could possibly take them two years, three years. Okay. Right, so invest in a mentor. Um, I've invested into... A lot of different mentors and not just in the trading space but into anything that I want to get into whether it be like real estate or whether it be like cryptos whatever the case might be mm-hmm. is you know I'm always like investing into education um, and then after that obviously you want to save money on the side to then invest into your first trading account the thing is like you have simulated accounts so you have paper trading accounts um, that you could practice on mm-hmm. While ultimately yes that's good to kind of like get your feet wet it's not what I would say what would the word be it's not what I would say real trading is okay because real trading is a lot of psychology okay right and it's a lot of just being able to manage your own emotions and discipline right so Wait, how if do it, you
2: do that just like deep breaths just like keeping it cool
1: not really I mean like when you place a trade like you go through so many different emotions like you're in a logical state of mind when you're not in a position when you don't have live money at risk, you're in like your most logical state of mind. Mm-hmm. When you enter that trade, you're no longer thinking as logically because just money in general is a very emotional topic, mm-hmm. if that's how you want to call it. You know, people are going to be emotional about their money. Um, so I mean, you go through a lot of different emotions, and really, it's just about mastering your mindset, is what it is at the end of the day. You know, not being too greedy, not being too fearful. Because I mean, you have so many different traders that face so many different problems it's like the topics are almost endless mm-hmm. like you have people who are, are maybe too scared to execute on a trade and then you have people who are executing on too many trades mm-hmm. you know like there's just so many different topics and really like that's the hard part about trading is learning all those different emotions and learning about yourself more importantly like the thing about the markets is that they'll tell you a lot about your own personality like if you're impulsive True. if mm-hmm. you're not disciplined if you're too greedy etc etc you know So, I mean, what I would tell the person with $500 is like, yeah, just invest into your own knowledge and then save capital on the side while you're learning to actually invest into a trading account. It doesn't have to be a big trading account to begin with, but more importantly, it does have to be live money so then you can experience the emotional roller coaster of what trading actually is.
2: Okay. And what's that number look like? What's a good number to invest with to start? I mean,
1: an individual can have 100 grand and say, yeah, I'm ready to start trading, Mm -hmm. while ultimately like the more money you have in your trading account, the more you could possibly make. Um, But that doesn't mean like you should start with 100 grand just simply because you're a brand new trader and the risk of you losing those 100 grand is very high. So what I like to kind of tell people is just like, deposit an amount of money that won't hurt you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, If you do lose it, but that you can also focus on actually trading as well. Like a few hundred dollars, I don't see, is really gonna do anything for you in the market. Yeah. Because like, let's say you go with a few hundred dollars, are you really gonna feel emotions when you only see like two, three dollars of swing in your p yeah, yeah. Like, Like not 10K, really. 20K. You know what start? I mean? I mean, like, yeah. three, $4,000 is, okay. I think, more than enough to first start. Um, because then you can kind of see like a return, you know, maybe a few hundred dollars a trade. Um, but ultimately, more importantly, like you're getting your feet wet, mm-hmm. you know? And then what I normally tell people, like, there's funded companies nowadays for people who are maybe undercapitalized or don't have too much capital to their name. Like, I own a funded company as well. So basically what we do is we give traders capital to actually trade with after they pass an evaluation phase, right? So what I tell people is, hey, focus on being consistently profitable for at least a span of a quarter or three months. Just make, see if you can make a 10% return each month and then go apply and take the evaluation for one of these funded companies. And my company in specific, we offer up to like $400,000 for the trader could trade and they keep a certain percentage of the profits, right? So then what I tell traders to do is after you've noticed that your trading has been consistently profitable, you've been able to make a return on your investment for the last two, three months, mm-hmm. right? Go take one of these challenges that has a lot higher capital maybe Hundred grand, two hundred, even fifty thousand dollars is fine. Mm-hmm. And all the profit that you make from the funded company, reinvest it back into your own personal account. Okay. So it's a constant like flow of like just reinvesting your capital and having your money ultimately work for you. Cause trading is a skill set that you can have for a lifetime. You know? You'll be able to trade in any market condition realistically, right? And once you master that skill set and you master your mindset and you master yourself, you could turn any type of capital into large amounts of capital this is something that i've also been doing recently i've been just challenging myself challenging my own trading psychology right so like a few months ago i had turned 15 grand into one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and it's like all recorded and then on top of that like my most recent like challenge that i did for myself was 100 grand i deposited 100 grand into a trading account and this was in august Deposited a hundred grand into my trading account and in literally the span of last same month that hundred grand turned into seven hundred thousand dollars. Right? And that's using the same skill set that I've just been working on over the last few years. You know?
2: Can you share a few of those those things in your skill set skill set or is that, you know? Secret? I mean <laughs>
1: No, it's not a secret, you know. Um I mean when it comes down to trading, I'm very focused on the technical analysis portion of it. Like I'm not an economist. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I do focus on the major news events like CPI, NFP, um, which are sort of the major news events that will affect the market on that day. Like we had the stock market drop. I believe it was like 5% um, on Tuesday because the CPI report came out higher than expected, Mm -hmm. right? So we saw a huge crash in the stock market, which you're able to capitalize off of things like that, right? Um, I don't really use fundamentals too much into my trading. I mainly focus on the technical aspect of it because I'm focusing on intraday moves. So pretty much moves that happen in the span of a few minutes to a few hours, and I'm able to capitalize off of that. One thing I also focus very strongly on in my trading is risk to reward, right? If I'm gonna go into the market and I'm gonna risk $25,000 in this position, it's because I'm looking to make 50, 60, 100 grand plus. You know, I'm looking Mm -hmm. to double what I'm risking. Because one thing about trading is that your reward is gonna be unpredictable, but your risk is always gonna be predetermined. So I had taken a trade literally yesterday morning um in pre-market hours where i was expected to make roughly 76 grand but the way the trade was playing out when the market opened i saw that there was a possibility a probability for price to come back to my entry and i could possibly break even or maybe even close at a loss so i decided to cut the trade short at 25,000, dollars which right when i cut the trade market opened at 9 30 it literally did exactly what i thought it would it came back to my entry And I was thinking about re-entering the trade again, but again, like I had already closed out $25,000 trade, right, and that's a lot of money, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But then price went in my favor and smacked all of my take profits plus way more, and I could've potentially closed out at maybe like 150 grand um, on that trading day, but I didn't. You know, I ended up taking another trade later on in the day where I made another Mm 25,000, so I made 50 grand in total. But at the same time, like if I would have just held, I could have potentially made 150,000, but my first trade, where I anticipated to make like 75,000, I only made 25,000. Right. So the reward is very unpredictable, but what's always predetermined is going to be my risk. And okay. I determine my risk when I'm already in a logical state of mind. Because even after you place a trade and you win, you're already in this kind of like I don't know if the word would be euphoric, mm-hmm. state of mind, but your ego's already up because you just want to trade right so is your confidence and that can also be like a negative catalyst in your future decision making on that specific trading day Mm -hmm. because you're already up right so you're more willing to take another position thinking that it's most likely gonna win when the probabilities are exactly the same like nothing has changed right right and that's you kind of like imposing your will on the market almost
2: state of mind is crucial in this it's
1: it's the biggest thing it's literally everything everything that's why it takes so long to learn how to realistically trade how
2: do you how do you maintain a, a healthy state of mind
1: it's difficult because when you go through losing streaks in the market which it's gonna happen yeah. you know you're gonna have red days you're gonna have weeks where you can even be down right um, you I don't know I, I can't really speak for every other trader but sometimes I tend to let that um, losing streak or me being in a loss affect other areas of my life you, you know do. It, yeah. it, it, it's hard because like I'm very bitter right yeah. I can be you're very upset. self-aware though so that's good yeah <laughs> um, and you have to be you yeah. I have to accept and acknowledge my flaws so I can improve from them and mm-hmm. ultimately grows a person and grows a trader absolutely right I could be especially in oh my god when I first started right it was um you know I let that affect the relationships I with people the relationship mm-hmm. maybe with the person I was with at the time mm-hmm. um, Um, And it's a little bit difficult because it also affected, like, my personal life Mm -hmm. as well. And it's kind of hard to separate the two. I try and do my best, like, when I get and I step into my office, I try and take, like, all my personal problems off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't matter right now. What matters is I'm literally about to go into war, Mm -hmm. right, and I need to focus because if I don't, I'm going to lose potentially money. Mm-hmm. Right, and even like when you're in a negative state of mind, when you're either like depressed or just going through it in your life in general, for people who let that affect them into the market, mm-hmm. right, you're most likely just going to lose money anyway. So I tell people, especially in the beginning, just don't even trade. Just take the time off. Mm-hmm. Still look at the market, pay attention to what's going on, but take the time off and focus on rebuilding yourself before coming back to the market because you could appar- you could possibly, you know, lose it all plus more. Right, so it's better
2: to pause, step away. Of course, take your time. Of
1: course, because. I mean, at the end of the day we're all human. Mm-hmm. And although, you know, a professional trader may be a professional trader, he's still human. He still has a personal life. He's still gonna make mistakes. Right. And mistakes in the market could cost us tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on the type of trader you are. Mm-hmm. You know? And the statistic is like ninety percent of traders typically fail. There's only ten percent that actually make money. Um, trading, like even professional traders could step out of that ten percent of being successful for a bit of time before they step back into it just because they could be in that type of a losing streak. You know, it happens in the markets. You know, you can have traders that lose for periods of like quarters. You can have traders for, you know, out of the 12 months or in a year, you know, a trader could lose four or five months. But ultimately, right, if they're skillful, they have the risk management and they have the risk to reward in their trades, they can make all that money back plus more. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait.
0: If you're watching this and enjoying it, press pause for a second. Go to activemindsclub.com again, active mindsclub.com
2: here you will have membership access to our exclusive networking events as well as behind the scene access to our guests where you yourself can ask them questions
0: not to mention at these events and in the community you're gonna have access to the very mentors that are here sitting with us as well as many many more that are doing cool things in stocks marketing cars real estate where we're going to have you have access to education insights how to's
1: all things that you can apply to your life and business. Like you don't need to win, you don't even need to win 40% of your trades to be profitable because it's risk to reward ultimately. That's the way I've seen things, that's the way I've experienced things. I can lose $10 four times in a row, but one trade can make me $70 and I make Mm -hmm. those losses back plus more and that's what keeps me on top.
2: Okay, wow, lots of knowledge we're getting here, folks. (laughs) Got anything, Kat?
0: Not at the moment, not at the moment, no. Definitely, or we i have familiar with. So yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. I'm taking. Well, t- me. T- I mean, t-
2: I'm like you know that five year old. This <laughs> like no, absorbing. And that's,
0: that's why I'm happy that you're asking these questions.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Because a it's lot good. of misinformation right now will. Mm, so you're doing it from experience, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you've seen like the gurus. Yeah, for sure. That will take, you know, <clears throat> sorry, what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> focus more on selling a course yeah. than really explaining it that way. So yeah, I mean, for me. I'm sitting here smiling to myself, like yeah. this is this is what people should be hearing more of. No, and you it's know? like of very course.
2: human your approach about it, which I yeah. find refreshing. Um, the self awareness, the authenticity that that you're sharing here is really refreshing because you say that, and you even admit that. Oh, sometimes I have to operate from my ego. Sometimes yeah. I have to operate from greed, and then and then and that's what it's important for people to to acknowledge that there is a duality in 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 us as human beings, and we have to be this person and we have to be that person, and we have to dance with our shadows sometimes, yeah. so that we can perform and be the beast, you yeah. know, and then at home, you know, soften up and 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 do what you need to do.
1: Yeah, it, 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 especially like ego, and like I I can't speak on like every trader, but in yeah. my specific situation, since like I'm seen as like this like public figure, this trader online, mm-hmm. right? that's something that I have to always try and keep my ego in check because Mm -hmm. I always wanna be showing big profits, but the markets isn't always gonna give me big profits. That's me trying to impose my will onto the market. So I consistently have to always keep my ego in check because if I'm always taking these high-risk trades then obviously I'm gonna see high drawdown, you know? So I always try and like minimize my ego as much as I possibly can. Like I always try and remove like my social media persona From when I get onto my desk and I Mm -hmm. actually start trading, you know, it's just, I'm just, I'm just me. This is my situation. How can I improve my situation? Well, I think that
2: you're doing a good job with the awareness and the authenticity. You know, like admitting, first of all, that we all have an ego is the first step.
1: Of course. (laughs) You know? Um, And if you're,
2: if you're watching this, there's a great book about ego called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. for a good reading point. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, I just like try and help out as many newer traders as I possibly can because like obviously when I first started, I ran into those same gurus where it's like, I thought he was making money, but he really wasn't making money trading. Um, And you know, that possibly could have lengthened my learning curve, you know. Um, But ultimately, I'm not mad at it. Um, Just off the simple fact, that's how I got my toes wet into the market. You know, that's how I first got introduced into the market through these people. I mean, everyone's going to experience life differently. Um, I'm just more glad that I got introduced into the market. I mean, sure, maybe I lost a few hundred dollars investing in some course that really didn't give me the knowledge that I needed, right? But more importantly, like, it showed me the path, right? And that's kind of what I'm more grateful for. So, again, like, pro Con, con, I didn't really learn shit. Pro, I got introduced into what ultimately is my life now.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you're not even the first person to, I think it was an Ethan that we interviewed that also said, uh, I asked a similar question regarding, what do you do if you just have a little bit of, of money? Invest in your knowledge. Yeah. This is this is a big common thing. Invest in, in knowing. In For, the sure.
1: Know. For sure. For sure. Because, I mean, like, again, like, somebody that already knows what they're doing, right, and has, like, a track record that you could see. Because even, like, on my website and everything like i have my live results where you could see like hey my account went from this to this i withdrew this i made this right Mm -hmm. everybody could see that and then i'm always showing obviously my p l losses my year to date whatever the case might be is when i actually do um and learning from somebody that just already has gone through like the trial and error phase could definitely shorten your learning curve that's like the most important thing to me about trading like you don't have to ultimately invest into somebody that is already in trading mm-hmm. but again it's only to benefit you and your learning curve you would know? you
2: say that you learn more from your losses
1: 100% yeah because like you could take a course and they could show you how to trade mm-hmm. but one like learning from yourself and your own mistakes that's why it's so important to keep a trading journal that's what I tell mm. all of my trading followers right and especially like a lot of them are definitely gonna be watching this right keeping a trading journal is so important because you need to be able to pick up on your bad habits. Right. Right. Because a bad habit that you could be making two or three times a month, which mm-hmm. is a lot, right? It could be costing you hundreds to thousands to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. The way I see it is like this, right? If you work at a corporation, right, and you make two or three mistakes in the year, mm-hmm. and you've costed that company tens of thousands of dollars, most likely they're going to replace you. Of course. Right. So, why would you see trading any differently? You know, that's the way uh, I see things. I try and keep trading, like, very, like, I don't want to say corporate. That's not the word. Um, strategic. Strategic, yes, but more so, like, this is a business. Mm-hmm. You know, treat it as a business. Why would you not invest into your business in terms of knowledge and in terms of the tools that can help you with your craft? Mm-hmm. One of them being a trading journal. There's so many, like, you can use free trading journals. Trading journals. Jour- yeah, you can <laughs> use free trading journals online, sure. You can use Excel, sure, but they're not as informative as the trading softwares that may be out there that literally track everything about your trading and even take screenshots of all your trades so Mm -hmm. you can then go back and review. And these things are like cheap, like $100 a year, $50 a month, you know what I mean? And when I see people, when I tell them, go invest into this journal because it'll help you in your trading, they're like, I don't (coughs) think I wanna make that investment right now. I'm like, okay, you're not serious about really learning your trade. Is
0: there one that you prefer over others?
1: You know, um, one of my great friends, uh, his name is Umar, I'm not sure if you're aware of him. He's an options trader. He has an amazing trading journal called TradeZilla, um, which he's going to be introducing into the um, Forex platform, which I don't even trade Forex nowadays too much. I trade more indices, Um, even though I started trading Forex, which Forex is just currencies. Obviously, it's foreign currencies. Um, He has an amazing journal, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to use his journal. Um, But the journal I've been using previously is a journal called Edgewonk, which is a little bit more of a, manu- uh, a, a manual journal, which is nice, but it's also a little bit tedious because you have to manually enter all the information on the trade while Tradezilla is literally all automatic. It's a plug-in that you can just put in, and it copies all the information. Then you just go back and review and, and write down actual jour- uh, notes from the trade, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's also another journal called Forex Book. That's also a good journal. It's automated. It's already introduced to the Forex market. It's a good one, um, but I'm more excited about Tradezilla, like right now he's mainly for like options traders and stock mm-hmm. traders um but he's going to introduce it to like my type of platform which is metatrader 4 metatrader 5 ninja trader etc etc so mm. you know that's what i'm really excited about nice speaking
2: yeah. of excited is there anything that you're just super excited about that you want to share with everybody
1: <sighs> i mean <laughs> besides <I'm>, your kid because <laughs> that's yeah. that's a huge one yeah it is it was it was life-changing um wow. honestly like I feel like if she wouldn't have been coming into my life then i don't know if i would have pushed myself to level up in this way Mm -hmm. because i was already kind of comfortable you know i already had my seven figure trading account making six figures a month Mm -hmm. relaxed yeah you know but now that she's like when i found out the news i was like this is a whole different ball game you know Mm -hmm. i have a whole other life that i needed to take care of and the way i saw my dad take care of my family and his current family, right? Um, That motivated me a lot because I want to provide the same life for my daughter. What changed Mm -hmm. in terms
0: of how you approach things?
1: I just don't want um, my daughter to ever see struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, I want her to be good. I want her to be in the best schools. You know, I'm already setting up like investment accounts for her. I want to make sure that she's going to be good, right? So what changed was like I just want to level up as an individual and level up financially, right, because there's always going to be new levels in life, and I feel like that's what pushed me to reach the next level because I was getting comfortable, right, and I acknowledged ah, that I was getting comfortable because it's like, yeah, you know, cool, I have my cars, I have my house, and I had just sold one uh, I had just sold the property I was in, so then I saw like another big paycheck, and I was just like, you know, I was like relaxed, you know, it was kind of like living like the retired lifestyle you know like i was just going out a lot just enjoying life you know what i mean and although yes i was still making good money it's not something where it's like okay i'm making this now let's try and make this Mm -hmm. yeah when you know her coming closer and closer to her being born um that's when i was like okay like it's time i need to get my head back into the game Mm -hmm. because throughout the entire i'm not with the mother of my child right so I didn't really experience pregnancy so although I knew I had a child on the way it didn't really feel like real because I wasn't around it mm-hmm. you know obviously I would always check up on her and I, mm-hmm. I make sure she's uh, the mother of my child's good you know I got her a place to stay and everything next to me like literally three minutes from my house um, it didn't feel as real just because I wasn't around it mm-hmm. you know but when I got that text I was like hey like you know she's gonna be born on this day I was like all right, like now it's real. now it's like I need to get my head back in the. I game. don't know
0: if you're gonna experience the same thing, um, but I learned it from others, and like I'm now having that experience myself, looking at my kids, and realizing they cannot relate to me, and I'm yeah. so fucking proud. Like that was a proud moment for me. That made me feel like I'm doing all right. Like they don't, awesome. they cannot relate at That's all amazing. to my perspective on life and, and etc. Obviously, certain things, but. I don't know, man. I, I feel like you might experience that when they, when she's a little older. Yeah. Yeah. She, especially if she's a little bougie when she's older. you be yeah. like, oh, okay. For sure. I did great. I did great. Yeah.
1: You know, like, I don't know, because, like, now that I'm in a great situation, you know, like, I'm going to be taking my daughter to school in, like, a Lamborghini or a Rolls Royce every day. Exactly. I don't, like, although that's nice, I don't want to spoil her, and that's, like, so I don't want her to be like one of those like spoiled like kids that's like oh my dad's got money you know what I mean like it's so like that's something that I want to see because obviously I want to give her like the best yeah you know the best of the best like you know designer clothing you want it here you go yeah you were used to this now she's starting from here yeah you you know
2: teach her the tools to be yeah. To, like you know, I'll give her, I'll give her, give her the recipe. Yeah, to to, to become successful, you know. Yeah. Teach her how to trade. Teach her how yeah, to keep a level mind. So, yeah. I know? wanna,
1: I wanna teach her. Like you need to invest your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, look at your grandfather. Look at me. This yeah. is what we did. Now this is where we are. I want you to be in the same position. I'm starting to read. Um, well, I'm looking into different books on like parenting and mm-hmm. you know things along those lines when I have free time because I do read books. Um, maybe I don't read like. Different books on like different like life mm-hmm. topics, you know. I mainly read like trading books, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm starting to read more like parental books. You yeah. know, like I really feel old. You know, like.
2: Well, the the thing is just setting them up for success. You yeah. know, planting seeds and then watering that thing yeah. every day. Yeah. You know? a
0: really short. It's I'm talking like three four minutes, dude. I just came across it. You know who Ryan Holiday is? I don't. Um, he has a, but he just did a spin off podcast called yeah. Daily Dad, mm-hmm. and I like I just binged it like yeah. the other day, and I was like, shit. Like a lot of stuff is stuff that you might already know, mm-hmm. but it's that little reminder, uh, and if you're gonna be a hands-on dad, yeah, for sure, it never hurts. Just like a refresher. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Dude, they're like literally three, four minutes. It's uh, Daily Dad by Ryan Holiday.
1: Yeah, I also have my dad, who's like been mentoring me throughout the like entire process, and he's absolutely incredible. Like he is the most phenomenal dad like I could have ever asked for. You know, like he's really like guided me and taught me the way, yeah. you know. Um He's always been like, you have to invest your money. You know, you got to work. You got to get into your business. He never told me, like, go get a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, whatever you want to do, I'll support it, right? And ultimately, like, I first started off going to college. Um I t- started taking a business administration, but then I realized I was like, my the teacher who's teaching me business has never owned a business, right? <laughs> so I was like... Yeah. Um, that was my issue. That's in one of the too. biggest scams so to me it. is the business <laughs> admin degree. Bro, literally. So I literally... I asked my teacher right, or my professor at the time, where right, I was like, uh, so how many businesses have you owned? He's like, oh well, I haven't really owned an actual business, <laughs> right? And I was like, all right, cool. After that class, like, I never went back. Yeah. But at this time, I was already trading, like I was already. Maybe you already like, got a taste of other shit. Yeah. yeah, I was already maybe like a year and a half, two years into trading. I switched
0: you know? my 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 major when I realized my professor, like I was rolling up in a nine eleven. Yeah. S, and he was rolling up in a Camry. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm in the wrong fucking class, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah. Out that's of here. when I decided. I'm like, this ain't for me. Yeah, this ain't for me. Um, something about your decision making that that definitely sticks out to me, and it sounds like you're kind of. So you've heard of mental models before? Kind of. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. It's basically like a recipe on decision making and how to move. Essentially, like a blueprint, right? Yeah. It's a repeatable thing. So, if we were to just uh, before we dig into it, uh, mental model again, recipe. Then you have the behavior. So, the behavior that follows it is what you're going to do and apply it like. Um, and then after that, you're going to have the result, which is the reinforcement. So, in your case, your dad has a way of maneuvering things. Mm-hmm. He does it, he implements it, hands it off to you, you see it. Yeah. And then you see, like, there's a reward there. So, even when you talk about, oh, my daughter's coming along, I got to go back to my old way of doing things, that hustle, that hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you're going to hand that over to your daughter. So, yeah. The first the, when we were like kind of like going over our notes for this episode, the first thing that came to mind is there's called the map versus reality mental model. So if you're watching this, you can Google it. It's called the map versus reality mental model. And basically, if we were to super, super simplify it, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to challenge obstacles, as in you're going to see things for what they are. That's it. Nothing special. And then you're going to it, the, the technical term is called embracing premortem. Prim- you're familiar with this. You actually just said I'm walking in knowing it's predetermined what I could lose. Mm-hmm. So applied to you watching this. It's like, okay, this is what I have to lose. And then the last thing one is basically checking the basics. And in your scenario, you have the data, you have the numbers, you know yeah. what that looks like. Um, and then again, I'm not gonna go into the whole real, you know, mental model, but just for you to Google it on your own. Uh, the idea is to basically listen twice, who's saying it, why they're saying it. And if it's a theory or a, in this case, the map, it's who drew the map. Why did they try the map to solve what problem? Um, so, in your scenario, you did say before that you took courses. Yeah. So, when you took the course, if it was a real trader, then that map would be way more realistic and you can apply it. Of course. If they're just the bullshit guru that's like selling courses to sell course. courses, then you're going to obviously really, I, I, you don't have to name names, but I'm pretty yeah. sure you took the course that <laughs> you're like, mm, that's not how that works.
1: Yeah. You know, like it was a little bit different. Um, because like you'll see like a lot of information online mm-hmm. and not all the information is like the best information, right? So it really feels good when like somebody comes to me and I teach them and they're like, wow, bro, this is something that I've been missing. And then later on I'll see their results, which is crazy. So like so sometimes what I'll do is a boot camp, mm-hmm. right? So I've had a few people already completely quit their nine to five jobs and like they're full-time traders. Nice. Um, I would say like the most recent success story from one of my students that I had was his name is Claudio. He took one of my boot camps, or sometimes I'll do like a boot camp when I have extra free time, right? Um, he came into the boot camp and he was kind of like a struggling trader, right? After the boot camp, he well, during the boot camp, he had purchased one of these funded company challenges. You have to make 10%, and then you have to make 5%, and then you get the real account, mm-hmm. right? And literally all the money that he invested into me in my boot camp. He had made, I think, the following month after the boot camp, 50,000 dollars in a single month, yeah. and he's like, bro, after that I left work. He inv- all the money he invested in me, he made back plus way more. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like he's like, he already has the path, and he knows what routes to actually take and maneuver when it comes down to trading, which ultimately, that's what makes me happy. Seeing other people win is like, that's dope, because I feel like I'm at an area where I'm like, I'm cool. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm, I don't feel like I need to prove myself to anybody. Like I'm good. You know, someone talks shit about me. I'm like, okay, you know, (laughs) like that's cool. Yeah. Um, It's a good place to be. But now it's kind of like when I see either one of my students or I see somebody that just watches my free content, when they send me a message, bro, thank you so much. I just had my first two thousand dollar day because of you. And everything that you've taught me—that's what like gives me that satisfaction to keep mm-hmm. going in that's the education space. Yeah, yeah you do, literally, you,
0: you do the behavior, which is you putting out this content. Yeah, mm-hmm. the results you're seeing it in your students, and 100%. then that's a reinforcement. So of course, you go right back to do that all of, over again, of, rinse and repeat. Of course, um, it's Incredible. also course. probably why you feel good. Like, um, yeah, I, I guess anecdotally, I can I can yeah, relate. It's, it's very like, like, like you don't care after a while, like people say, because no, like you're bro. good, like you're happy, yeah. like. Like some people Will get a little judgmental Yeah And then like I mean Maybe you can relate Maybe this resonates with you When somebody gets a little judgy You kind of feel bad for them Because it's like all right, what's
1: going on In your life Like right now Yeah bro For you to take the time out To be like You know to be this way I know like Who hurt you Like (laughs) bro like I've had like People That I Like brought in To my circle Right And I've helped build Them In terms of like A social media presence Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then they just completely go around and like, literally like backstab, right? Mm-hmm. Just just like that, right? Um, that easy. That wow. easy, right? And it's just like stupid. <laughs> it's just like, wow. Like you know, I really feel bad for them because I did everything mm-hmm. for that person. You know what I mean? Karma. And then they go around and backstab me. It's kind of like you know you have a lot of problems going on in your life. Like you know, like you can go deal with them over there. You know, like you're not done here. And it's like, even when people like talk shit, even just like online, it's kind of like I look at it like before it was different. You know, like before when I first got introduced into like the public space, because I traded privately obviously for Mm. a long time. And then I went out and went into the public space. That's how I kind of got into the social media because like I was always into cars. I love cars. That is like, my second passion, I've even made money off of cars, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that that was a general passion of mine. The only reason I started on Instagram was literally like I would just be scrolling through Instagram and I'd see people literally just make pages for their cars and I would follow that and I love that, mm-hmm. right? I'm a very big car enthusiast. I love modifying my cars, right? And that's how I started on Instagram. I was literally just posting my cars just because like I can appreciate, right? Not just the hard work that I put into to afford this car and obtain this car, but also just the engineering of the car. And I mean, oh, yeah. it's just, you know what I mean? Like oh, everyone has head. their things. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, we got a lot to talk about aside A hundred percent. You know, so I started just posting pictures of my cars and then I just started also posting like trading profits. So what my page turned into was like, just like, I saw it as like, I want to record all of this. You know, I want to record my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And then it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And then you know, ultimately, just kind of got to where it's at today. What did that you know? shift
2: look like for you? That you just like stopped giving a shit what people think. Was there a shift, or was it just like happened naturally?
1: I never really cared, like okay. honestly, to begin with, um, because again, like I'm successful in my life, like I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> when it f- like maybe first happened, I don't think I get talked bad about like much, mm-hmm. at least from my acknowledgement, right? I mean, sometimes here and there, Ignorance you know, is bliss. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> normal. But also the way I saw it was kind of like from a perspective of like, you know, if somebody's not talking shit about you, then. You're doing something wrong. Yeah.
2: Oh, you
0: yeah, know? that's the easiest way to avoid any uh, shit talking or talking in general. Just don't do anything.
1: Yeah. The easiest like, way to avoid all that. Yeah, like, or like when someone talks shit about like my trading, right? Um, I mean, people are like are so envious. So it makes so many differences like, oh, yeah, like, you know. He must have had like, so I I posted a YouTube video the other day breaking down my trade. So I literally recorded my trade live, point A to point B and showed the withdrawal, showed the withdrawal, hit my crypto wallet, then my bank account, right? To show people that it's real and to also verify myself at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? And some guy was like, yeah, you know, for him to be making 100 grand, he must have had like at least a million dollars in his trading account, but it's also like, even if I were to give you a million dollars in a trading account right now, can you even make a hundred grand without yeah. losing the million dollars? So, real people make like the stupidest shit and I just, I laugh about it, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds funny. funny. Yeah, <laughs> it like, sounded funny. I don't know. The way I also, th- the way I also saw things, is like, if they're, if they don't meet my same qualifications then they're it's not even they qualified sh- to yeah. talk it's like, shit like about that me. saying
0: don't could say constructive you know? criticism from someone who hasn't built anything
1: for sure literally yeah. and, and it's just like even when someone talks shit about my car oh i think the svj is ugly i, I i'm kind of like i mean said the guy behind okay. the honda civic yeah i mean nothing's
2: wrong with having a honda civic
1: no one said no. there was yeah yeah no. but it's no, still no, no, nothing but wrong still it still applies
0: yeah you know? because it will just be did. because okay and i'm pretty sure you have this like you know how many times it has been like a motherfucker in a honda civic like Oh, you got the four eleven? You can get the four eleven. Like nine eleven? You get the nine eleven GT three like okay. Yeah, bro. Or, or
1: or like or like or like so I recently just bought a twin turbo performante, right? And somebody messaged me, they're like, Bro, you should have just gone a twin turbo STO. I'm like, What? And I go on his page <laughs> and Dodge he's he's posting, Dodge charger. And he's posting a G thirty seven, which I'm not wow. gonna lie, his his car was, his car was nice. You know, I can mm-hmm. appreciate a car that's also not like crazy expensive. That's not an exotic hypercar yeah. it's car. He's or, one of those built not bought guys. It's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But it's still like, like what's <laughs> the purpose well the, the thing is that I like what's that the purpose of the that? Yeah, doing when you have a when know. you would,
2: you know, you know that you don't have maybe the best car. Don't be a, don't be an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just not, accept they're and get there. Just, they you just know? look they absorb. look a little sad when they do Yeah, that. absorb yeah, just, absorb what just, you is. need to absorb so you can get there. You know, don't be a hater. Yeah. Don't be a hater.
1: It's kinda like if I'm in a position where I have really expensive cars and I can appreciate even like a cheap, like, two th- S2000 that's built. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's maybe worth 10 grand yeah, at yeah. most. And I can yeah. appreciate it. It's so a nice car. Like, why can't you do the same? Right. You know? Yeah.
2: Don't be a hater. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I've never really been the type of person to throw hate out into the Me world. Neither. You know what I mean? I don't really, it's just, like, I don't want to be surrounded by negative energy. You know, Me and if neither. you put out negative energy, you're going to get negative energy back. I'm just not I that type that. of person
0: and that's why i'm of the belief that when people do that it's like who hurt you because it's yeah. like they're yeah. just putting out that stupidity and they're kind of just telling on themselves mm-hmm. yeah you know like sure. again when they, people get super judgy misery loves when comedy. they get whatever yeah, yeah i insist on it now like, yeah people get like you know it, even with the topic of greed when we started talking about greed um have you ever seen the movie uh wall street with michael douglas
1: no i haven't i the two movies i've seen that revolve like around like the financial markets is wolf of wall street of course yeah. And, um yeah and, and Jordan big, Milford, yeah. yeah and the big short that, the, the oh, big short yes. was yeah. wow, that's my shit well the big short like motivated me so much uh, especially even recently because like a lot of people were talking about oh cpi is probably going to push the market up and i'm like no nah, cpi is probably going to come out worse than expected yeah. and we're going to see a big drop in the market right and I, I don't know i had like a big short moment you know short <laughs> <Jordan Well,
2: laughs> As we wrap things up, um, where do you see yourself? You know, ten years from now.
1: I mean, as cliche as it sounds, I would like to really just ten x everything. You know, okay. right now what I'm really trying to get into investing <laughs> into property. That's okay. why I want to re diversify my income now. Nice. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, it's and now is the perfect time to get into some acquisitions. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: you know, I'm already talking to um, a few partners um, where we're looking to get into some pre construction. Um, buildings with a few units in Tampa and like when we break down the numbers like it makes sense why there's oh, yeah, so many take a few seconds because
0: you know? like the cost of the buildings about to go down per square foot oh
1: yeah for sure like this yeah. is not going to happen for a few months Okay, like, we're still go. working yeah, yeah, out yeah. a deal and everything right yeah. but like even just breaking down like numbers like you could see why there's so many Multi-millionaires just off of real estate alone.
0: Oh, yeah, dude the management fees alone. Yeah, I know the place bro. I know like, nice net profit every every yeah single Even year. like
1: Realtors like when you sell like a two million dollar property and you collect like a, even a five percent fee You mm-hmm. know, that's a lot of money. True True, true, true.
0: Um, so yeah as we wrap up things some finer points for you to take with you and run uh, the very first thing that Raul touched on is pretty much a theme now is you need your platform to be your springboard. In his case, his father said, come work at the company. You take that and you run with it for his Mm -hmm. side hustle. The second thing is while he's doing that, that habit and discipline. And then the third point that he immediately went into is the risk versus reward. That's where he kind of got a little bit into the mental models. Uh, You know, it can be anything from confirmation bias to the map versus reality. I'm saying it one more time so you can Google it. Map versus reality mental model. That is a good one to follow to not only explore his approach on trading, but also for you to actually approach things that you might not feel the most confident in. When um, I've trained scores and scores of teams before, that's the one that I ran with to build confidence in the people that I was in charge of leading. And then, of course, uh, you know, even though you didn't watch Wall Street, there's a line inspired by a, a huge inspiration to me, a guy named Carl Icahn. Uh, he inspired the, the Gordon Gecko character in the movie Wall Street, when and he's a very famous speech in the movie, it's called Greed is Good. So if you ever go on YouTube, just look up Gordon Gecko, G-E-K-K-O, Greed is Good. Uh, and essentially he just says greed is good because it cuts through, it clarifies. And in your scenario, the example you gave came to mind, that speech, because you said, uh, it makes you more honest. And yeah. yes, sometimes you need your ego, Sometimes you need the data. Basically, in this scenario, he goes into arguing that that's what greed does. Yep. It's a motivator. Uh, and then last but not least, this also is applicable to you, is that in business, that is approach, and in his life, it's taken the same approach because as his daughter is born, he has that moment of, shit, what do I need to do to get back in the saddle and, and grow this thing, 10X this thing? Um and I know that, you know, your, your approach to, to people in general is going to keep you going because the same way that you need a thick skin to trade, you do need it in life as well. I mean, is, you just gave a perfect example. The example that I find hilarious is, yeah, you'll buy this cool-ass car and somebody like, why did not you get the other one? Yeah. And that's going to happen and that's fine. So if you're ever in a position where you, you don't like criticism, you're afraid of criticism, mm-hmm. it just kind of bothers you, dude, the easiest thing for you to do is just do nothing at all. Yeah. Like, and who's going to criticize you if you're not even doing anything? Yeah. Um with it,
2: self-awareness, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the more you do, the more people going to talk shit, the more people going to make comments, etc. And guess what? It comes with the territory. So it just comes down to how comfortable you are with critique and criticism. Just um, like
2: trading, high risk, high rewards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. And thank yeah.
0: you. Th- I'm glad you said that because that's the cool thing about when you do cool shit is that, to use your example, the, the 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 risk is predetermined. Shit talking. That's it. You're just gonna <laughs> have some. But the reward is award. so much better. Yeah, you're just gonna have some bitter Betty. Like, <laughs> well, actually, that's it. And the reward is, in your case, life, family, yeah, money, sure. cars, uh, etc. And for you, it's gonna be whatever the hell you want it to be. So on that note, just wanted to make sure. Did we miss anything from what you were
1: sharing? Anything that you feel like we probably didn't cover adequately? No, I mean. I- I think uh, everything was pretty good. I mean, life in general just risk versus reward. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see things.
0: What is a mantra slash saying you live by?
1: In trading, to me, it's always been the only traders that fail are the ones that quit. And that's what pushes me to this day. The
2: mm-hmm. only traders yeah. that fail are the ones that quit. Yeah.
0: Something for you to live by uh not just you but you <laughs> <laughs> as well um so as we wrap things up want to give a huge thanks to hands automation and vegan gummies uh not only are they a sponsor they're an amazing friend and support system for this uh machine to keep it running having conversations of this nature uh danny thank you so much for uh, for coming and, and i the fact that you asked him to break it down that's why i shut the hell up i usually have way more to say but I was like, nope, I'm not interrupting this. This is exactly what needs to go out. <laughs> and I hope that you look a little bit more into Lambo Raul's approach because uh, gurus or whatever the hell, like we make we can make fun of them all we want, but the problem is right now, a con only works if the mark is greedier than the con man. Please keep that in mind because a lot of the reasons that these people keep doing this is because it's so easy. Like you want to spend $25 and become a millionaire. Yeah. You wanna you know do all this stuff. And, and that's why it, this machine keeps running. Uh, because of people like that. So, uh, you did mention two journals uh, Tradezilla. Tradezilla and Forex Book. And Forex Book. Uh, if you're going to look into that arena, look at those. Um, those sorts of ledgers, those sorts of things are really good for you to so you can learn. It's almost like looking at somebody's bank account. You could see their behavior that way. Number two, if you're not into Forex, look at the results of what people are doing. Um, especially these days, everyone in the mother's a teacher. It almost feels like who the fuck is playing. If everyone's a coach, who the fuck's playing? Nice. So definitely take a look at, at what they're doing, less what they're less what they're saying, and more what they're doing. So on that note, I just wanted to thank you again. Uh, congratulations, on the baby <laughs> girl. You. What's uh, her name? Gianna. Gianna. Oh, like congratulations yeah. on you. Gianna, man. Thank you. Uh, you got a lot to to to, to look forward to, yeah. and we look definitely look forward to catching up with you. You know, For as sure. she gets a little older. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thank think- you, Kat. Ah. <laughs> uh, I've been Katri C Sarafati. This has been Active Minds, where we look to learn, explore, have a little fun with people who are paving their own lane, life on their own terms, essentially. Uh, and, of course, last but not least, as we wrap, take this one little golden nugget with you and run with it. Same thing we talk about all the time in every single episode. Move smarter together. Catch you in the next one.
2: So, guys, as we're wrapping up, we want to remind you that we have our membership program now available on Active Minds Club. Dot com
0: activemindsclub.com grab yourself a seat see you there